0: also pull up my notes Jesus notes. We don't need that shit Fuck I, had, you from the I had a bunch of like extra time While you were finishing that magic match And <laughs> I could have pulled my notes up then But no Instead after getting out of House Flipper I went back to editing So
1: <laughs> I mean Could be um Could be worse It could be like me getting dumpstered Uh in magic the gathering
0: yeah yeah that is pretty bad god brian
1: i'm so i'm so bad magic To Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. I am your host, Brian. You can find me on the internet, uh, specifically Twitter, at RoomWearPod. And you can find this podcast on Twitter, at Gay Pod. With me, as always, is my illustrious co-host, August. Oh, I'm illustrious now. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, hi, I'm August. You can find me on Twitter, at HarpyDora. And my pronouns are they them.
1: Uh, I feel like it. It helps to to not backhandedly call all of our our like <laughs> gu- guests bad. Your second best co-host. <sighs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, so it's been a been a pretty solid two weeks uh, as you can hear we don't have a guest we keep screwing up our schedule
0: yeah uh, <laughs> I, I mean that's on me this time around so it's fine yeah, it's, a,
1: it's okay we we're gonna reschedule with them it'll probably be after the first of the year um just because we've got a lot of heavy episodes coming up that we kind of want it to be just me in august doing the doing the do uh Though after next episode we will have another guest on. Uh our guest will be uh Pangea Planet in in two episodes from now. Um They uh are we're part of the Crystal Vims thing. There are are people that we seem to be tapping into. Uh Steve Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe rewatching podcast who exclusively has on drag queens as guests, <laughs> I guess, is our brand. Um let's see oh did they were they jasper nice anyways (laughs) i was looking at their twitter um i mean
0: if they're jasper you've gotta send me that twitter
1: uh it's like a half painted picture of jasper it's not the full costume oh oh well i'll see if i can find the full costume i may also be wrong about it being jasper but it looks jaspery um august yes have you watched any cartoons
0: uh, no. The only media that I've watched recently, other than uh, watching Raniel Taniel uh, defeat his Nuzlocke challenge, uh, is I made Anya watch Big Trouble in Little China, which is a movie that holds up surprisingly well, all things considered.
1: Nice. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Um, did you see that video from Raniel Taniel I sent you or I tagged you in earlier?
0: Uh, where he took
1: his Twitch stream on a date.
0: No, I haven't watched that one yet. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. We did watch the uh, Everything is Wrestling uh, Polygon video, and that one was really good, too. So Yeah,
1: Excalibur. I love Excalibur. Excalibur is he, he, so fun. How weird is it to see Excalibur wrestle?
0: it's it's pretty weird for me as someone who did not know him before he was commentating for AEW. i never knew him
1: before he was comment a commentator either like my introduction to to p w g was well after uh uh x stopped wrestling
0: yeah it was it was very interesting um yeah, I've uh, got a
1: weird story to tell you about excalibur after the after we stopped recording okay okay um um, but yeah, it was, a good, it was a good video. I don't know if Patrick actually watches wrestling, though. I think maybe he's fascinated by wrestling. Yeah. But I don't necessarily know if he's been converted to a wrestling fan.
0: Yeah. This this strikes me as something that somebody pointed out to him, and he was like, hey, wait a minute, as opposed to something that he may have noticed on his own.
1: Right. He went into, like, journo mode.
0: Yeah, Exactly.
1: Which I think is fair it's still a very well constructed video yeah I feel like
0: yeah it was I, it was interesting to have like some of the historical context for uh what we consider the the modern day wrestling spectacle
1: and uh I love how even though it's probably spurred on by the fact that like um Austin Creed is uh or um uh, Xavier woods is like uh
0: it feels I guess like
1: on g four now.
0: It feels like his names should be reversed. It feels like Xavier Woods should be his uh, shoot name and Austin Creed should be
1: his wrestling name because it's I'm Austin not Creed. Lie. I don't think Austin. I haven't looked it up. This is me shooting from the hip and I could look it up. I've got a computer in front of me, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I don't think Austin Creed's his name either because he wrestled under the name Austin Creed when he was in Impact. Oh, well, I feel I think like they're both. I think they're both worked names.
0: Okay. Well, that answers that then because Austin Creed. But he probably,
1: yeah. He probably just started streaming under the Austin Creed name when he was in Impact and then just kept the brand. Yeah. Though it could be his real name. I mean, he was at that point. Austin Watson. Yep. Yeah. Both both worked names. Yeah. (laughs) Love it.
0: He is a year younger than me. Doesn't that make
1: you feel terrible about what you've accomplished with your life?
0: Eh, not really. Like you know, I'm I'm doing okay. Like I never wanted to be a wrestler, so I'm not particularly
1: jealous of him. Uh, that's that's fair. I found somebody I determined today was was the I'm, same age as me. And I'm, I'm, I'm like,
0: upset at his Wikipedia profile picture because that man is unfairly attractive. Like I'm I'm not attracted to men, and that man is unfairly attractive
1: listen all of the new day it it's good true looking boys it's
0: it's true they're all really good looking you've got you've got your lanky one you've got your built one and then you've got your nerdy one it's like it's perfect
1: i love that the third image when i pull it up on google it pull up austin creed on uh google is uh when the new day dressed up as saiyans <laughs> for wrestlemania
0: Well, this isn't on Google. This is his Wikipedia profile picture.
1: Oh, yeah. I just Googled him to get to the Wikipedia. Mm Mm-hmm. And the third image is when, like, him and the New Day dressed up as Saiyans. Nice. For WrestleMania. That's fantastic. It was was great. Yeah.
0: Welcome to Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe podcast where we talk about wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Mm-hmm. I'm about to send you a, a great image. Okay. Prepare yourself. Okay. It's Austin, Austin Oh my dressed God. up as Asuka.
0: He's, he's in, he, this is Dragon Con. He's in the the fucking uh, Marriott. That's gotta be the Marriott.
1: Oh, oh this he's is probably like the doing tenth- like an undercover. Yeah. Like one of those undercover cosplay things. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be great if Asuka's just roaming around dressed as him somewhere?
0: <laughs> oh my God, that would be delightful. But no, this looks like the 10th floor of the Marriott. nice (sighs) anyway so I feel like if you're not going to mention it Mm -hmm. I should okay pour one out for DuckTales
1: oh I was gonna get to it when I got around to me you never you didn't Okay. I didn't get a chance yet but yeah DuckTales has been uh, not renewed I don't think they've been cancelled because the season's going to end they just were not renewed for a fourth season. Um, I love how the showrunner is like, hey, thanks, everybody, for this hashtag Renew DuckTales thing. But we've been not renewed for a while. Like, we're done. Yep. <laughs> he seems non-glossed about it, frankly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, like, I'm trying
0: to look on the bright side of this as someone who's only seen, like, half of season one. It's like... You know, another show that only got two seasons that was fantastic and never got ruined? Hmm. Gravity Falls. True. So, with well, any luck, this means that DuckTales will have had a nice little run. It won't be ruined by overstaying or by uh, company intervention.
1: From what I can gather, the vast majority of the crew is moving on to the Duck or Darkwing Duck reboot. Um, which they've set up inside of Duck. It feels like it's going to be the one that they set up inside of the DuckTales. Mm-hmm. So it should be the basically the same crew telling, you know, um, same vibe, different storytelling medium, obviously, not like an adventure show, like, a you know, a Darkwing. It's a Darkwing Duck show. If you don't know who Darkwing Duck is, uh, he's like Batman, but he's a fucking duck. <laughs> yep. Actually, he's, like, the shadow, but he's a fucking duck. But we're not going to get into that. Uh.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, like when I got into, like, Batman the Animated Series, it's, like, it felt very much, like, it had a very similar vibe in my mind, like, in the way that it tried to capture sort of the noir aspect, but in a cartoon format. So I think they
1: went, for, like, as a person who uh, was a like a weird little fucking nerdo uh as a child who read like uh the shadow and the phantom comics uh it, it 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 cribs a lot more from like that like pulp vigilante superhero vibe than Batman the animated series did mm-hmm. um Batman the animated series was straight up kind of like a noir superhero mm-hmm. show uh darkwing duck is kind of, like, lovingly poking at things like the Phantom or the original Sandman, the one with the gun that made people go sleep. Um, Oh, God.
0: So, speaking of the Phantom, do you remember that terrible cartoon Phantom 2040?
1: I thought you were going to talk about the movie with Billy Zane. I was so excited for a second, August.
0: Okay, I... (laughs) completely forgot about that movie and honestly like that movie was fun i liked that movie it's just i haven't thought about the phantom in so long i'd forgotten about
1: it you remember the weird knife no with the faces oh knife with the face
0: yes oh my god my dad
1: owned a prop version of that
0: oh my god (laughs)
1: um but i do also remember phantom 2049
0: yeah, I remember enjoying that show a lot, but in hindsight, it's just like, hmm, I bet this did not age well.
1: I'll let you in on a secret: every Fox car- Fox Kids cartoon did not age well. I don't X-Man know. Man the animated series so hard to watch because they, an- they animate every 60th frame
0: I'm not <laughs> I'm not talking about the animation like X-Men the animated series like a lot of the storylines and stuff still hold up even if you y- you just have to like turn away from the TV but listen to the plot it still holds up really well
1: <laughs> well yeah but I mean to be perfectly honest if I'm going to watch an almost still medium <laughs> I'm just gonna go read the comic books they pulled those exact storylines from uh, that's fair um, Spider-Man the Animated series holds up a little bit better. It feels like it's better animated. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but also, I feel like Phantom 2049 came out when they were doing like like the second wave of Fox Kids animation shows. Mm-hmm. So it's the one that had like it came in the wave that had like the Spider-Man beyond or fucking whatever the one where he goes to space shit like that mm-hmm. you know the one where he goes to the other earth the earth that's on the other side of the mm-hmm. sun <laughs> uh where there's all the furries
0: I feel like I would remember that if I had seen it
1: <laughs> at any rate Hi, welcome to gay space rocks a steven universe <laughs> podcast where we talk about <laughs> cartoons that aren't steven universe
0: no that's equestria gaze um,
1: anyway, for <laughs> one yeah, out for new DuckTales, new DuckTales is good. I feel like they're, they're, they're going to have a chance to wrap it up, tell a good like finale. I've been honestly really enjoying season three, um, particularly for like ancillary characters like Della Duck. Uh, mm. cause like there's a, it, it's now that she's like, they've done the whole like harrowing rescue from the moon or whatever and dealing with that. Um, she's kind of around as like the kids' mom. Uh and her just trying to like do mom stuff is pretty fun to watch in the background. Mm-hmm. Like recently there was an episode where like the kids were out with Scrooge. They failed to get the thing they wanted to. They were demoralized. Scrooge was like blinders on thinking about getting the object. And he talks about getting a new team, which makes the kids all sad. And Della's like, "I've got to I've got to make my kids confident in themselves again. And then literal Greek gods show up to the house and they're like, we need to pick a new god, Della. And she's like, look at my kids. And they're like, they're children. (laughs) She's like, no, they're great. She's like, big, big ups her kids the whole time to like build their confidence again. Until finally she's like yelling at Scrooge, like stop being mean to my children.
0: Jesus Christ. So...
1: All right. Well, I, I feel like we probably need to move on to our actual episode 20 minutes into the recording.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, also uh, cartoons. It's a cartoon. I'm going to count it. Um, it's about cartoons, sort of. Everybody should go. Um, this is going to come out late enough that I'm not going to need to spoiler. Also, the, there's like six people who listen to this show. Shout out to all six people who listen to the show. <laughs> um. But uh, Austin Walker of Friends at the Table slash Waypoint fame is going to be joining probably the most influential on this podcast podcast, uh, the Great Gundam Project um, uh, for their next season, which is going to be for Gundam X, which is a Gundam I've never watched before. Uh, I bet it sucks because I don't know much about it and. That usually is, does not bode well for Gundam. Uh, um,
0: uh, if only they hadn't taken down Yahoo Anime.
1: Uh, there, listen. I know how to get entirely legal anime all the time wherever I want it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, so so it's the best dollar you're gonna spend. It's a really good discussion podcast, kind of like this, but like, M and Jackson are a little bit more knowledgeable about things
0: <laughs> well put together
1: yeah like um i love us but we're hot messes brian we are yeah that's that's the vibe we bring uh they're less of a hot mess than us they they get really they have some really good interactions because im and jackson really approach things from like different perspectives they're also dealing with headier material than we are um because like gundam shows unsurprisingly get mad into, like, politics and philosophy and shit like that. So, they, you know, there's um more... N- not academic, but kind of, like, less pathos-driven sort of, like, uh, analysis than what we do. Steven Universe is definitely a show about feelings, and Tomino doesn't know what a feeling is mm. at all. <laughs> so um but yeah go listen to great gundam project i'm pretty sure next season's gonna slap like a motherfucker oh also their backup show is gonna be uh ghost in the shell standalone complex second gig so that sounds pretty fun too Ooh, yeah should Um, tell my
0: friend damien
1: hell yeah they did when they did gundam i think when they did g gundam they watched was it pat labor or I can't remember which one they watched uh Standalone Complex, the first one with, but I'm pretty sure it was one of the like less interesting Gundams because they were like, we just need something good, please. Mm. Uh <laughs> uh, but it was like Man, Standalone Complex is a good ass show. Uh anyways. We still
0: gotta talk about Steven Universe, though, and this is Do gonna we? be a long one.
1: <laughs> okay. So this week, we are covering episodes 34, 35, and 36, Watermelon Steven, um, Lion 3, Straight to Video, and Warp Tour. First up, we have episode 34, Watermelon Steven. Uh, this one was written by Joe Abrams and storyboarded by Helen Joe. Uh, apparently, doing some reading, they tried to keep, like, writers and storyboarders kind of in little little pairs, so they would kind of develop, like, a like a style between them, between them. So they would get familiar, I guess, with each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting thing I learned. Uh, official synopsis. Steven discovers a new power when he grows a patch of stephen shaped watermelons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Um, Steven and his dad, Greg, uh, are eating watermelons near Greg's car wash. They're not near. They're in front of Greg's car wash. Um, I and mean, it says here the afternoon, but it's obviously, like, the evening in that shot. I don't know what the fuck this thing is talking about. Uh, they are having competition to see who can spit out seeds the air quote coolest. Um, Stephen kind of, uh, starting this with, or who started, who started this, the spitting contest? Uh,
0: I think it was, no,
1: was Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen, uh, spits up a, uh a, a seed on his cheek and makes an Amadeus reference that I don't 100% get. Um... This escalates until Steven uses his spinning seed attack. Um to basically cover the entire scene in uh, watermelon seeds. Greg declares him the winner, makes him a little watermelon crown, and then the pair of them promptly, I guess, pass out till the morning. Steven wakes up to find that the entire car wash is covered in watermelons, and not just watermelons, but watermelons shaped like Steven. The gyms show up, and they're like, oh, well, this actually kind of makes sense, because your mom had the power to, like, grow plants, as we've seen with the horrible moss that eats people. Um, but apparently her plants are sentient, Steven's are not. Um they're like, what are we gonna do with all these watermelons? And Steven's like, hmm, and immediately puts on a little outfit, because this is how Steven Universe solves his problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh he sets up a like a little farm stand near to Funland. Uh Mr. Smiley comes up, he's like, Hey, you got a permit for this kid? And Steven's like, uh bribe, and he's like, Alright, I'll take this watermelon bribe. Um, then Sadie shows up, uh, And they have a little interaction talking about the watermelons. Then Ronaldo shows up and he starts typing about – he's posting about the watermelons on his blog. Uh, Sadie gets kind of impatient waiting on Ronaldo and is like, listen, Steven, I'm just going to give you five bucks for this watermelon. I'm going to peace out. Um, And Ronaldo's like, oh my god, these watermelons are only five bucks. And he says to everybody, hey, everybody, these watermelons are only five bucks. And – then everybody comes and buys all the watermelons. Steven is left with uh, a pile of cash at the end and just one watermelon, the littlest watermelon, Baby Melon. Uh, sitting there with Baby Melon, counting the money, uh, Onion comes up and is like – doesn't say anything. I don't know why I was about to vocalize Onion because he doesn't say fuck <laughs> or all. Uh, he like points at Steven. seems like, you want my money? And what – Onion has to consider this for a moment. He's like, no, I want the watermelon. He's like, oh, you can't have the watermelon. It's not for sale. And Onion's like, oh, that's reasonable. And then steals the fucking watermelon because Onion's a fucking menace. Um, while chasing down Onion to recover Baby Melon, Baby Melon springs to life, jumps out of uh, Onion's arms, and comes and hugs Stephen. Stephen comes to the realization that if Baby Melon's alive, then all the watermelons are alive. Um, and Stephen goes on a uh, an adventure to try and reclaim all the watermelons he gets all of them but one uh it's the one that ronaldo uh purchased it uh he is about to on a weird star weird star um he is about to post a video of him uh live dissecting the watermelon uh alien autopsy style steven's like give me the fucking watermelon he reaches for it and, and ronaldo bops him with a spatula the watermelons all begin to react um Basically, like, just beating the shit out of Ronaldo. Uh, Steven runs back to the uh, temple, slams in, like, the, tells the gems, like, hey, the, the watermelons have come alive. They walk outside to find an army of watermelon Stevens. They're like, Steven, go back inside when they push him back inside the house the watermelons all react this gems and the uh watermelons start fighting the battle uh rages steven is very upset with this because he doesn't want the watermelons to get hurt but he also doesn't want the gems to get hurt and also they're losing the fight to the watermelons pretty severely <laughs> um Steven finally comes down. He's trying to get them to stop. And he's like, what are we going to do, Baby Melon? And Baby Melon contemplates for a moment. And then in a slow motion punch, hits Steven right in the stomach. This triggers all the other watermelons. They pile on Baby Melon and he is destroyed. Steven is distraught about this, uh, talking about the sacrifice that Baby Melon has made uh, for him and for everybody. And he orders the watermelon Stevens to go go away to think about what they did, not return until they understand what Baby Melon did. Uh, they all walk off into the ocean, except for one that gets eaten by a seagull. Uh, the gems come up. They place their hands on Steven. Uh, they say, You, uh, like, spoken like a true king, says Garnet. And Steven's like, They have no king. They're their own melons now. And right before we star wipe the end, Stephen takes a bite of Baby Melon, and the gems are horrified. Star wipe the end. <laughs>
0: So, we're never going to reckon with any of this, are we? We do! (laughs) Multiple times! Okay, which part? The fact that the ocean is full of watermelons that are sentient, or the fact that the gems have, like, demonstrably murdered living things? And also, so has Greg! Greg committed committed melon slaughter here! In, In
1: Greg's defense, he didn't know that yet.
0: That's why it's manslaughter, or I mean melonslaughter, not murder.
1: Well, okay, so the gems, I don't think they're too plossed about it. They fought a war, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, you can get away with that because it's off camera and stuff like that. But, like, they have demonstrably murdered sentient creatures now.
1: Um, we do not reckon with the fact that the, the gems are melon murderers. Okay. Um, But we do we do revisit, I think, at least twice or three times the Watermelon Stevens and see how they progress in their in their evolution.
0: Okay, we'll just file we'll just file that part away with the part where Sadie also murdered somebody and call that a day, I guess.
1: Well, she poofed somebody. It wasn't (sighs) a full on murder. They're still alive. Yeah. I mean, Sadie doesn't know that. She doesn't doesn't know that.
0: Sadie, Sadie thinks she killed someone or something.
1: But yeah, we do come back to the Watermelon Stevens at least twice. Uh, the first time is actually going to be next season, about halfway through next season. Okay. Yeah. So it's, cool. it's it's really fun when we come back to the Watermelon Stevens.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Okay. okay. Um. My what, first... Do you understand this Amadeus reference? It's my um, first note.
0: I do not, but I've also never seen Amadeus. Me either. So, um, uh, my first yeah. note was that it's always nice to see Stephen and Greg having cute interactions. Like, I really like, I still like in the wake of Houseguest when Stephen and Greg have normal dad-son things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, there's this one little shot that I took a note of where, like, Stephen jumps up. I think it's after he spits the seed that kills the can. Mm-hmm. And he, like, raises his hands and his, like, little belly pokes out. I thought that was cute.
0: It's very cute. Stephen, uh, st- I, my next note was Stephen is best boy, and it was specifically about, like, how cute it was when he was being crowned. but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just applies in general.
1: I do have one more note before the crowning is uh, is applied. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 <laughs> you're going to hate me. I probably am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my note specifically says, I feel like Greg's trick shot has some implications about other talents that Greg has.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brian, Why? <laughs> why brian 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 you're fired this podcast is over that's it we're done here we can go no lower than than
1: auto fellatio <laughs> jokes so we've hit the bottom it's only up from here uh uh, can't wait to get that Omaha Steaks sponsorship. <laughs> 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 um, the crown is very cute and the grossest thing I can comprehend. Oh yeah, because my very next note was gross. It's true. Um, initially, I was like, "It's real weird that they just sleep outside," and I'm like, "Oh, they like live near the beach. It's probably actually very nice outside." Mm-hmm. Like. Because I think when it says in that summary that it was the afternoon, that's not – I don't think the lighting suggests that it's the afternoon at all. No, I thought it was like right around sunset-ish. Yeah, like, like the vibe it's giving me is like that summer – Like, sunsets around, like, 8.39 or something like that, you know? Yeah,
0: and, like, you know, it seemed like an after-dinner thing. Like, they were just sharing a watermelon for dessert. Like, I'm probably reading a bunch into it, but that was just the vibe I got, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of, like, visual shorthand in this show, so I don't think it's reading too much into it. Um, Because, like, that also implies that that's the reason why Stephen falls asleep real quickly, Afterwards, you know, and probably he fell asleep. And Greg's like, Well, it's not gonna rain, he's fine, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Steven's a kid who's probably slept outside before, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, it's like Greg's not gonna let anything happen to him. I don't feel like so. No, um, all the watermelon Steven's appearing, so I imagine you like it's not hard to figure out where this episode's gonna go, yeah. Um, but what was your reaction to the the watermelon, Stevens? Uh, oh, you cut out.
0: It was just, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh followed uh. by, oh no, the watermelon, in all caps, when Greg stepped on one and crushed it. Graphically. Crushed it like, that gets completely recontextualized when uh, the watermelons start being animate and
1: appearing to think i do wonder if they were animate like i wonder if the like removal from the vine process is what wakes them up Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean we get some more animated uh plant life created by steven later on
0: that's interesting um, because that is w- another one of those things that I'm curious about whether the show reckons with the fact that, oh, hey, Steven can just create sentient life. That's, we're never going to talk about that again, are we? Huh?
1: But <laughs> no, it sounds do. like uh, we do. Yeah. Uh, specifically there's two more sentient life, like plant creature people that Steven creates okay. at different points during the show. So, it okay. is not a power that is forgotten about. Cool. Though he does stop doing it for obvious reasons. Uh, Gee! He, he's not willy-nilly about it. <laughs> um, uh, I like the uh, the little farmer stand. It just seems very on-brand for Steven to put on a silly costume to solve this problem.
0: It's It's very cute. Um, it kind of gives me little harvest moon vibes because we already know Steven plays like a super NES or something like that. And, uh, harvest moon was on the super NES and it's very cute. And it seems like that would be a great direction for him to go. But, um, but yeah, he's just doing this because he saw it on TV or something or in a video game. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: 100%. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how cute is Sadie's dress?
0: Uh, 11.
1: <laughs> uh, I put, my, put in my notes, Sadie's dress, it's so cute.
0: It's so cute. Like, Sadie's just cute. I love seeing her around, and I like seeing her, like, casual,
1: you know? Did you notice they keep the scar on her cheek from the yes. uh, island adventure? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, I did notice that. At first, like, when I first saw it, as like... Is that just, uh, like, a piece of fuzz on the screen or something? And then, like, Sadie moved and the scar moved with it, and it's like, oh, I see.
1: Mm-hmm. I like so. how the things progress in this show.
0: <laughs> yeah, character designs change, although we already knew that with uh, Pearl getting poofed and her character design chain changing, so...
1: Mm-hmm. That usually happens with the gyms when they poof, so... um. The I should not have laughed as hard at the Ronaldo typing joke as I did, but it fucking ugh. killed me. And I don't know, I watched this episode three times and I laughed three times. Ugh, Aranon. Aranon, our new nickname for Ronaldo.
0: Unfortunately, like he's just never going to be able to shake that in my mind. Like, ugh.
1: Especially not this episode.
0: No. Like that isn't even the place. I literally wrote "ug Aranon." It was that's not the place where I would go Aranon. No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't feel like is five dollars really that good a price for watermelons?
0: I mean, if they're watermelons as big as a kid, probably.
1: I uh, that's true. I guess. That's fair. All right, that's a fair point. Cause um, like.
0: Remember, these are Steven-shaped watermelons. Like these are watermelons as big as a child. That's true. That's a big ass watermelon. I bet it would taste terrible. Oh, almost certainly. Way too watery. Um. Although, like when the watermelon Stevens opened their mouths, it was a
1: very deep red, like the really good shit. So that's true. They are magical watermelons. So yeah. Um. Onion is a demon sent from hell.
0: Yeah. Onion is... Oh, well, actually, go $200. back a bit. go $200. Yeah, go back a bit because it's like, it is interesting to me that the primary bill in Steven Universe is a $2 bill. And, you know, I think that's partly probably just because, uh, you know, to make it obvious that this is not our world these are Mm -hmm. not our dollar bills but it's also um it's also just interesting because uh you know gayer than a two dollar bill and they're all two dollar bills so beach city everyone is gay confirmed
1: I thought the euphemism was uh or the saying was like queer than a three dollar bill
0: I'd always heard two dollar bills
1: um might be different
0: yeah, it could it could just vary depending on where you are. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah. very interesting. It's a nice little bit of like you were saying, visual shorthand that just, you know, immediately if you notice it, immediately tells you something about what you're looking at.
1: Right, right. And also Steven made two hundred fucking dollars.
0: Yeah. Good job. Wait, buddy. how many, how many, uh, that's like 40 Watermelon Stevens.
1: There's way more Watermelon Stevens.
0: Well, maybe they, re- they, uh, procreate, but $200, you know, $5 per.
1: I will is, let you uh, in on a secret. They do.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> uh.
1: Oh boy.
0: But yeah, there's, there's 40 Watermelon Stevens as of that particular market stall so
1: mm-hmm. so but yeah onion is a demon sent from hell mm-hmm. i like how it, i love the little pause they put in there of onion being like wait do i want the money yeah no, i want the watermelon
0: <laughs> yeah that was that was really
1: good um the uh my next note is i would die for baby melon. <laughs> baby melon would never ask you to i know he wouldn't but i would i would lay down my life for baby melon (laughs) baby melon Uh, is very good i love how it doesn't understand steven at all yeah (laughs) it's so um it's just really like good this little like this build up to this part is very it like the way they're gradually building this episode of like it's just real cute until it's Heavy at the end is really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, small question: Why does Mister Smiley have a child-sized hip pouch?
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you need one to eject a child from the arcade slash boardwalk. I guess. Why are
1: you putting? Why are you putting the bad children in a pouch, <laughs> Mister Smiley? He's like the opposite you...
0: of Santa Claus.
1: Right. He's fu- this this fucking grim fairy tale as arcade owner.
0: Slash former RB artist.
1: <laughs> um artist. <laughs> I assume when you typed R and on, no, is about the same time I've typed in what the literal fuck of Ronaldo.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's he even going to do with the fucking mixer anyway?
1: Uh, well I don't know I've seen a thing where you like where you like um put like a hand blender down into a watermelon you like mix up the 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 goop on the inside and then you like pour boo- like you get it to basically you juice the watermelon that way
0: mm. okay I mean I guess I don't also, think that's what
1: Ronaldo's doing because he's an idiot
0: <laughs> yeah I did I did uh, greatly appreciate the fact that he was like, Steven, you have to get this on camera. Like, he doesn't give a shit about Steven stopping the watermelons, he just wants the fucking views.
1: It and, and uh, did you? I love the detail that they make sure very clearly that no one is watching, they show you that no one is watching this stream, no one has ever watched this stream, and no one follows Ronaldo.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very good,
1: uh, why do the gyms read the newspaper? What the fuck?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is this could be something that like they started doing because like the human world is becoming more relevant to them. Mm-hmm. like Stephen is one hundred percent dragging them into like, society. Right. So, I mean, it could be something that they picked up because of Stephen. So, you know, Steven's like, oh, you're adults, you should read these. And so now they do, because they yeah. don't want to tell Stephen any different.
1: Right. Also, I, I find I feel like Pearl would legitimately read the newspaper.
0: I feel like that she's the kind of person who would, but she has demonstrated such disdain for just, like, humanity in general that I don't think she would of her own accord.
1: True. Garnet doesn't technically need to. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we'll get there. We'll get there. I have notes about that in uh, 36, but.
1: Uh, Craig got kicked. (sighs) Yeah. No, wait, no, he's still here. He says he's been disconnected, though. Weird. Anyways, um. So, the. When they go out onto the porch, the watermelon army is legitimately terrifying. It goes from, like, adorable to legitimately terrifying in just, like, a fucking blink of an eye.
0: Yeah. And, uh, wow, the gems sure are blase about killing things on camera.
1: Yeah, those murder, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh. Um. The fight scene is pretty good, though. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. it's Steven you they, they do great with... I like how... I think it's a subversion, uh, the music that's going on under this. Because it's, mm. like, the normal Steven Universe battle theme. But mm. it's not supposed to be good, you know? Yeah. I, th- um, I feel like it's a subversion. It could just be that they were like, we don't have any... Other, we just need to put some music here. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, um, It is also interesting... Um, because you mentioned it's like, you know, the the gems are fighting the watermelons, and honestly, not go doing so great. I wonder if that's because, like, do the watermelons inherit Steven's super strength?
1: They do seem stronger than what one would assume a watermelon would be. Yeah. So, um, um the it could be could be interesting. They, like they do seem to be. We are shown later that they are they're they're probably not as strong as Steven is. Steven's r- yeah, real strong. Um but uh they they do seem to be stronger than you would assume they would be able to be. Uh we get to see that next time we get to see the watermelons. Um the amb- I the amethyst they're going to put me in the ground. That's such a funny fucking joke. It's so fucking funny. (laughs) It's so, it's so good. (laughs) I just love the flower. Like, I don't, it's just the weirdest gag just in this section. It's just like, this episode is just so darkly comical the whole fucking time. I really enjoyed the tone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The tone was very good throughout. Um. My next note is, in
1: all caps, Baby Melon, no! All right, we've got to take a moment of silence for Baby Melon. Pour one out for Baby Melon.
0: Rip. Um, And I also had the note, why do babies that Steven adopts all fucking die?
1: Wait, what other babies has Steven adopted?
0: The uh, centipedal. She's not dead. Well, okay, but like horribly like like physical form disintegrated saving Steven.
1: Okay, that's fair. It's cuz Steven's uh, the special Stephen
0: Steven Jr got eaten by a bird. He oh, got no. better. Yeah. <laughs> but he did get eaten by a bird. Well, I mean so did Steven. Yeah. <laughs> it's just if if Steven adopts you, it doesn't seem really good for your health necessarily.
1: Lion's doing fine.
0: Uh, I'm not too sure what's up with Lion, but I kind of don't trust him.
1: No. Lion's fine. I, w- uh. I wouldn't trust him, but he's not bad. <laughs> I, just, I wouldn't trust him because he's a big cat. That's <laughs> fair. Um, But yeah, pour one out for our lord and savior, Baby Melon. Yeah. Um, I This... While this show like this episode is kind of like irreverent and funny, it really does sort of like keep hammering home the ideas that Steven Universe is trying to get across that like de escalation is the be- the better course of action when it comes to like conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, like an end through violence is like a uh, victories through violence or an end through violence are not are not things to be sought. Like they're victories but they're never like they should they're not celebrated. You know, Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, like the speech Stephen gives is melodramatic, but like seems heartfelt. Like this is like what Stephen actually believes, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we will see that baby melon is remembered. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's, they, the, the melons do not forget their lesson that they learned this day. Okay. Uh, I do absolutely love the shot that as the melons are going into the sea, a seagull grabs one of them, and I laughed out loud. It's
0: it's good. (laughs) It's good. There's some good visual stuff going on in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I did note that sending them away does not seem like the best idea in the world, and I think part of that is just my reaction to, in My Little Pony a lot of problems seem to be solved by uh, pushing them off elsewhere. Just So I've become kind of sensitive to that kind of problem solving because it inevitably, in real life, ends pretty poorly. But since you have said that we reckon with the existence of the Watermelon Stevens again, I feel less weird about it. Since... Like there are consequences for banishing them into the sea
1: they they do go basically they go off and they're going to th- they're they're going to think about the things that Stephen has said mm-hmm so it's gonna be i I feel like you're gonna you're gonna be pretty excited when we come back to the watermelon Stevens
0: yeah it's just it's nice that there are consequences for sending your problems somewhere else
1: mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say there's necessarily consequences. It's not, when we come back to the Watermelon Stevens, it's not necessarily, they're not, the, the Watermelon Stevens are not, they they really take Stevens' lesson to heart <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when they go away. So, okay. otherwise it would be like, I'm sending this bloodthirsty army of watermelons into the world, but, um, but yeah, like, uh, I wouldn't say there's necessarily or consequences in the, I guess the traditional sense. Uh, but we do get to see sort of like how the watermelon Stevens have internalized the lesson of today.
0: Yeah. We, we see the effects of, of what has happened.
1: Yes, definitely. <clears throat> um, in a very weird way, but yes, <laughs> it's super fucking weird. Um, Stevens says, no gods, no masters, no
0: dice, no masters, baby. Um, um anyway. Yeah. Uh and I do find it kind of interesting how weirdly unaffected Steven is, but I suspect strongly that's just because we don't want the audience to necessarily see slash understand how fucked up what has happened is.
1: Yeah. This like is- this is samurai. This is the first episode of Samurai Jack where he kills a bunch of air quotes robots. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it's the animators wanting to do this really cool visceral fight scene, but it's a children's show, so they can't. So it's like, well, what's not what's not a human?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh,
1: God, that just I love how ta- like how just horrified the gems are when he takes a bite out of pepa baby milk yes ah.
0: yes god that was so good but also like waste not want
1: not i guess i mean listen he's already dead yeah what's he going to do with that flesh yeah exactly um all right uh, anything else about watermelon steven that's it Okay, let's move on to episode 35, uh, Lion 3, straight to video. This one was by uh, Joe Johnson and Jeff Liu. I believe that. L-I-U, Liu? I think so. Okay. Wow! The synopsis, holy shit. The official synopsis, Lion won't stop laying on Steven's face while he sleeps. Uh- Ugh. <laughs> wow you can add a little bit more to that (laughs) (laughs) like that's not even remote like steven finds a mysterious videotape uh steven is having weird dreams and lion discovers steven discovers
0: a new aspect to lion when he won't stop laying on steven's face while he
1: sleeps boom there you go jesus Obviously, these motherfuckers ain't getting paid by the word. Holy shit.
0: Jesus. They must have gotten paid by the
1: number that they produce. hmm Had to be. Had to be. Um, anyways, this episode starts off with Steven looking around the uh, big donut. Uh, he's having a hard time choosing what he wants to eat. Uh, Sadie is being encouraging, trying to get Steven to, like, actually, you know, pick something. But... Um, she suggests that maybe he asks Lion, uh, Lion goes up and he's, he's, uh, entranced by the Lion liquors, mostly because probably he's like other cat, uh, <laughs> uh, Stephen admonishes him, makes sure that he knows that Lion liquors are in fact gross, um, mm. Sadie interjects at that point and is like, hey, you need to hurry up. Uh, me and Lars are about to close up. Lars comes in being a little shithead and Sadie's like sighs heavily. Uh, Steven's like, hey, what's these brown paper bags with your name on them at the bottom of the freezer? She's like, oh, there's the lunches my mom makes me. And she kind of laments how it's it's childish and embarrassing that her mother still makes her lunches, which is fair. She's like 19 years old. <laughs> um uh steven asks if he can have some she's like yeah go ahead and grab some but be careful some of them are very old uh back at the temple C- steven starts dissecting one of these lunches uh talking about the bits in it uh lion gets his nose caught in the bag it's fucking adorable um steven kind of goes on to uh lament uh, the fact that he doesn't get this sort of thing like his mom doesn't Will never make him lunches, and he wonders Mm. what kind of lunches that he would make. And he just kind of like says to Lion, "I wish I would know more about my mom." Uh, that night, uh, Stephen makes a bed for Lion on the couch. Stephen lays down in his own bed after kicking Lion out of the bed. um, A plight all pet owners can (laughs) get get behind um while he is sleeping he is um steven awakes uh in a kind of like a pastel pink environment it's like tall grass kind of like a an orangey pink environment steven's very confused about what's going on but he realizes there's no air here he starts choking um he's woken up by the sounds of pearl's voice um pearl pulls steven out from under lion um Steven uh, is confused about what was happening. Pearl explains that lion was laying on his face. Uh, Pearl explains that lion was sleeping on Steven's face. And Steven's like, wait, what the hell are you doing here? And Pearl's like, well, I just kind of, you know, I, sometimes I watch you when you sleep. And Steven's like, all right, everybody get the fuck out of my room. I want to go to sleep. Uh, and he shoes them all the way. Uh, he goes back to sleep where he has a dream where he's playing checkers, question mark, with dog copter. Um, Dog Copter wins uh, In a single move and Steven's astonished. he's like Dog Copter how do you do it How are you so successful and talented And Dog Copter gives Steven this uh, Resounding speech about staying true to himself uh, And being who he really is uh, On the inside and then As he's about to fly away he's like also Take a deep breath and Steven uh, Finds himself waking up in that same pink environment um, He realizes That it's a lion this time and he like Gets out from under him Uh, He has a cute interaction of, like, with Lion, of being like, why are you so clingy tonight? Uh, Then Lion rolls onto his back, uh, inviting Steven in. Everybody knows this is a trap. Steven's never owned a cat (laughs) before. Uh, He gets pulled in by Lion, who kind of, like, rustles him into his mane. Um, Steven fights back and finally gets annoyed when Lion kind of sinks his claws into Steven's back there. He takes Lion outside. He puts him outside for punishment, tells Lion to... Think about what he did. But as he's going back up, Lion makes sad animal noises at Steven. He crumbles fucking immediately. Um, He goes out and he's pulled uh, into Lion uh, as he's hugging him. And he realizes like part of Lion lights up and he slips inside of Lion, his head popping into Lion's mane and popping out in the weird pink field. Uh, At this point, Steven realizes that like, oh, there's a place inside of Lion's mane. Um, so he jumps inside of it and he finds an island in this sea of grass. It's got one pink, kind of looking like a, um, uh, like a big pink bonsai tree.
0: Yeah. Um. That's what I would classify it as, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's got a bunch of stuff around it, um. Steven starts looking around, but he finds a videotape that says for Steven on it. It's a VHS tape. Uh, Steven uh, wakes up, uh, doesn't show it to the gyms. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know why he doesn't show it to the gems. It's a kind of an interesting point. But anyways, he goes to the Big Donut because they have a VHS player. Um, he talks to Sadie. Sadie lets him in. They watch it. It's a video uh, from Rose and Greg made for Steven before he was born. Um, yeah, it's one of those parent videos where you, you make a videotape for your your kid, I guess. Um, and, uh, Greg introduces himself. He's Mr. Universe. He plays a cool guitar solo. Uh, Rose kind of just fills around with the camera for a little bit, taking funny videos of Greg getting accosted by seagulls. Um, Rose then, uh, has a conversation with Steven, um, kind of telling him that, like, soon she's going to give up her form and become him, uh, and that she's going to be part of him, and that when he loves himself, that, uh, you know, that's her loving him, uh, then they kind of, like, have this, like, Greg and, uh, Rose share a kiss at the end, the videotape runs out, um, the, gray, or Lars comes in, he's like, hey, we need to open up, and they're both crying, he's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, I do not know how to process emotions, I am a teenage boy, um, Sadie uh, and Stephen leave the room. Stephen leaves and heads back to the temple. Sadie calls her mom and tells her uh, that it's okay to keep making the bag lunches and star wipe the end. Except there is no star wipe on this episode for some reason.
0: Yep, it just cuts to black.
1: Mm -hmm. Real weird. Yeah. Uh, I thought something was wrong with my feet initially. (laughs) So, my first note, all
0: caps, FIRE. Lars. (laughs)
1: Hashtag fire Lars. Yeah. Um, Does that
0: mean release him from his employment or does that mean set him on fire? Who can say? Or
1: fire him out of a cannon. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fire him into the sun.
1: Uh, My actual first note is uh, Sadie is like a really good older friend to Steven. Like this is a very cute interaction. She's just kind of like they're close to closing time seemingly no one eats the big donut Uh, um and she's just like like letting steven have fun you know she's like just vibing you know
0: i don't know in some ways i feel like sadie and amethyst are opposite ends of the older sibling spectrum in some ways like sadie's like the really loving supportive like older sibling and amethyst is the older sibling that like pranks you all the time and is kind of a shithead but
1: still loves you mm-hmm. that's fair i feel that like sadie definitely has a lot of those vibes and it's interesting as they they go on like seeing their relationship sort of evolve and like how the dynamics doesn't necessarily shift but just kind of evolves mm-hmm. um yo fuck line liquors. Fuck them. Um. uh, Then my next, finally I get to the same point that you start off with, which is like, good to see that Lars hasn't even once considered growing as a character.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? When we, when Anya and I were watching these episodes, uh, Anya said something very similar.
1: (laughs) Character growth. Yo, fuck that. (laughs) Um. Also, Sadie, it's a health code violation to keep your lunch in a commercial fridge. You cannot yeah. keep personal food in there. Uh, y-
0: you know what? They they still have a scorch mark of somebody being burned in the back. I'm not sure they necessarily care about health codes here.
1: R- well, that that's a carbon print on the wall. You can't get rid of it. You can paint over it, but, you know. Hmm... You can have scorch marks on the wall, but you can't have your food next to other pe- people food you sell. I know this. <laughs> this is a real thing I've had to deal with one time. Um, uh, holy shit, lion is cute as fuck in this episode. Yes. Just all around very cute lion episode.
0: Yes, my next note was lion's cute. Um followed by Stephen has the right opinion on sandwiches
1: mm. uh
0: that triangles true. are the only appropriate sandwich shape
1: hmm. I'm oh.
0: assuming we can't be friends anymore.
1: It's been a good run <laughs> <laughs> um, but no um, this is such a like so very sad. <laughs> Uh, this show just sneaks up on you with the sad shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, um,
1: but yeah, this, like, Steven's lament about wanting to know more about Rose, about, like, oh, what kind of lunches would my mom make me if I had a mom? You know? God jam. Mm-hmm. God damn. Just fucking going right for the heart, Stephen Universe. Uh,. on my notes I hate myself sometimes I wrote this note this is a verbatim note from my my, my notes to myself Stephen talks to lion uh, Stephen talking to lion is me talking to the possum that lives in my yard <laughs> <laughs> blink, one, blink once if you love me
0: gently blows into the eyes <laughs> I've done that with my
1: pets before I'm pretty sure
0: oh my god I mean, fair, but also.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, Steven being just like, it continues to, to like best boy award just like eight years running at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What I want to know here mm-hmm. is does Lion understand that Steven needs to
1: breathe? In Lion's Because presumably,
0: defense-
1: huh? In Lion's defense, he can't go inside of his own main, So he doesn't even know there's not Aaron there.
2: Uh,
1: okay, I guess that's fair. Yeah, because I mean, also, like, while Lion seems to be far more intelligent than your average Lion would be, um, I don't necessarily know if he understands those sorts of nuances because, like, Rose never had a problem going in there. Steven is sort of Rose, he should not have a problem going in there, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that, I, I guess to answer your question, no, I don't think Lion understands how breathing works.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking that because it's like, I'm pretty sure that the gems don't need to breathe.
1: They do not, no.
0: So like if Lion used to be Roses or is associated with Rose in some fashion... Like, Lion may not understand that Steven, as a half-human creature, needs to consume
1: oxygen. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think that he does. Because I don't think Lion would willfully try to suffocate Steven to death.
0: Yeah, I would hope not.
1: I oh, don't know, it's a 50-50, I think, because he's still a cat.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's why I said I would hope not.
1: I know um, that you think it's creepy that... Pearl watches uh Steven sleep. Yeah. I think I think it's not necessarily I don't think it's meant to be creepy. I think it's meant to show like paternal feelings from Pearl. It's that same way like you watch somebody that you like you care about sleep and you're like, oh they're okay. like, I find this peaceful, you know?
0: It's it's not the the watching him sleep part that's necessarily creepy. It's the fact that she does it every night not every
1: night just often very often
0: very extremely often but but the fact that she does it so often like every once in a while yeah that's cute but like the implication is that she's lying and she does it every night <laughs> and that's what makes it creepy i don't think she does but i mean it. yeah but i mean you know obviously it's it's because like, gyms don't need to sleep, right? So what right. the fuck else is she gonna do with her time? Right, we find but out that
1: the only gym who sleeps is Amethyst. Amethyst?
0: yeah. Um, because she likes it. Yeah,
1: and I think, honestly, I think probably what it is is that, like, that sort of, like, peace and relaxed feeling, that, like, sort of at-peace feeling that you get when you watch somebody that you care about sleep. I think Pearl enjoys that feeling, doesn't understand how to sleep herself, um, and it just kind of uses that as like a like a D like an unwinding de-stressing sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, also probably does under, does not understand that it's creepy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I wrote it a little later, but I think I probably thought it around this time. But the art for Insta- Inside Lion's Mane is so beautiful.
1: Yeah. Inside Lion's Mane is real fucking pretty. Uh the I I wrote it here too, but um uh oh we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Uh so the next dream I wrote down again, why the fuck am I like this? I wrote down Dogcopter is the Sonic Fox of Checkers. <laughs> I don't know uh, why.
0: I don't know. I mean that feels like a statement that could easily be
1: argued to be true. <laughs> Um, Do I have to make a bumper sticker of this saying now, too?
0: <laughs> I feel like we say a lot of things like that on this show, but I don't know if you need to make that. Oh, God damn it. I meant to get that bumper sticker from oh, you.
1: <laughs> well, we couldn't have done that anyways. I wouldn't have been no. able to meet up with you guys.
0: Yeah. Um. um so. I wrote that. uh I wrote about uh, Dogcopter's voice uh, is kind of odd to me, given, like, I expected Dogcopter not to ever speak. So just any voice, I guess, would have been very jarring to me here. But also, he gave really good advice. Like, I feel like that's, you know, sometimes this show actually does just, like, say stuff like say a message out loud instead of trying to be coy about it and usually when it does it's you know it's fairly decent oh at my least God. so
1: far so the voice actor they have in uh for doc um, oh is also apparently he also voiced lonely blade in the lonely blade movie and then also lonely blades brother and oh also the God. evil janitor Oh, my God. Uh, his name, the voice actor's name is Chris Jai Alex. I'm gonna see if he's been anything that I know. Uh, it looks like it, because he's got a fucking YouTube video about him. Um. Let's see, what has he been, uh... He apparently was a bunch of voices in uh Oh, he was Panthro in the Thundercats Roar video. Our huh. movie show, blah. Um. He is additional voices in uh Last of Us Part 2. Uh he's somebody named George in Shira. Um is Koch Coach Koch K-O-T-C-H from Final Fantasy Seven ring a bell?
0: Mm, no. Okay. But I'm only a few hours into the remake anyway, so
1: Um Nothing's jumping out at me. Uh he's been in a lot of stuff. He's just like additional voices and fucking everything, it would seem. Um, like the
0: low rent, uh Matthew Mercer.
1: Mm-hmm. He's somebody named Fisher Ness in Gundam Thunderbolt Bandit Flower. Uh, OK, so I'm sure I'll get to that in a billion years. Uh, he's Bear in Titanfall, too. I don't even remember who Bear is.
0: I do not either.
1: Oh, he's Sandoval Routers. Uh in uh Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. I know that character. Oh he's um, Oh, he's Fisher he's Ness period in in Gundam Thunderbolt, it would seem. Because he's got a number of Gundam Thunderbolt anyways, I'm um, fuck this. Why am I doing this? Back I don't to th- No. Anyways, you gotta stop me, August. I mean, sometimes it's just
0: interesting to see how far down the rabbit hole goes. Um
1: uh Uh, so yeah the adorable trap is very good it's so good uh i like how steven that that is like a perfect pet interaction of like this is so cute until your pet hurts and you're like okay i'm not cute anymore (laughs) i'm bleeding (laughs) um yeah i wrote i guess lion lion is a tardis i guess (laughs) yeah not untrue (laughs) Uh, the Lions. music inside of Lion's Mane is fucking great. The the music for this whole show is so good. It's true. Art, music, story. It's a good... Sh- this is a good-ass show. It has some issues, but overall, I would say this is a good-ass show. Oh, yeah. Um, so every one of those items that are on the little island inside of Lion's Mane... We're going to find out about every one of those items except for one. And let me tell you, that one that we don't find out about, the fandom loses their fucking minds about because no one ever talked. Like, they never, like, confirm what's going on with it.
0: (laughs) Ah, shit. I remember the shirt, the flag, Mm -hmm. the tape. What else was there?
1: There's a gem floating in a bubble. Okay. And then a treasure chest. Huh. Oh, there's also a picture of Rose and Greg, but we've already seen that picture. It's the same picture Greg has of Rose and Greg, so.
0: So, I know there is a character named Bismuth, and that looked like Bismuth in there, so is that where Bismuth comes from?
1: Yeah, that's Bismuth. It's that that big chunk of Bismuth is Bismuth.
0: Okay, yeah. Just... I mean, I just know that there can be multiples of a gem, like there are multiple pearls. So I didn't know if that was the bismuth that we see later, or if that's just a bismuth.
1: Yeah, no, that's the that that is the titular bismuth. Okay. Yep. Um. The so. I, I can't wait to be gay for her. <laughs> you will be. Don't worry. Um. So, the video I. <sighs> i I have one when they switch, I like that they keep the v h s filter through the entire video section, except I really wish they would have kept the four by three aspect ratio of like a tube television,
0: yeah, I
1: think that would have really helped sell that, but I get why they went to to four by nine mm-hmm. so tiny, tiny um, quibble,
2: <laughs> yeah
1: mm-hmm. uh, um yeah. What do you Shoot, think about our something... first real introduction to Rose Quartz? Like, the actual um, Rose Quartz, not some facsimile of her.
0: Okay. So, um, first of all, Pearl's trying to get one of the other gems to uh, watch over Steven because he said no is still creepy. It's true. Um, why does Steven not have a VCR? I could have sworn we
1: saw Steven with a VCR. He does. That's an interesting... I, I wonder why he, cause like, I don't think it has to do with Steven not having a VCR. I think it has to do with Steven not wanting to watch this in front of the gyms.
0: Uh, yeah, that, that would make sense. Though I
1: do wonder why. Is it because it's his mom and he knows that like, this is a sensitive subject for them? Or,
0: or is it one of those things where. Everybody knows so much about his mom, but he doesn't know anything, so this is something that he can have for himself and not have to share.
1: That might be it. That might be a good—that's that, a point I did not think about. Because, like, Stephen, we've never shown Stephen even understands the concept of hiding things from the gems.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. I mean, obviously I he does, but, you know, he, he doesn't feel the need to, you know?
0: yeah. I feel like these two episodes, uh this one and Warp Tour kind of show like how he's kind of in some ways bucking against the gems and their uh like their not their power over him, but like you know, this is him starting to get into a rebellious teenager phase and frankly I I'm not sure I can fault him here.
1: Right, exactly. Like but- it's interesting, yeah, because, like, this is, I, I don't necessarily know if it's maybe the best choice to not tell the gems about this. It has some ramifications later on. Um, but I can understand not wanting to, though. Like, have like that that point yeah. you made is really good. Like, having this thing that is of Rose, but for him, some piece of information. I mean, it says on the video, for Steven, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, the, like, Greg is, is going to blow, okay, so this is Greg when, like, right before Steven is born. Keep this image of Greg in your fucking head, uh, because soon we're going to be watching an episode called Story for Steven, and compare that version of Greg to the Greg that we see in Story for Steven, it's going to blow your fucking mind.
0: Oh, boy. I, I thought, okay, so, like, I thought the video was incredibly cute. I. Rose, I got emotional because Rose clearly loves Greg so much because there are any number of things that she could have chosen to record, and she chose to record him in moments that to an outsider are just, like, potentially deeply unattractive. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just, like, fucking lying there half under an umbrella in the sand with a fucking seagull on him, like... But Rose thought that was worth keeping and worth keeping for Steven. Right. Like, she loves that man a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, really cute. Like, I like I liked that aspect of it. But some of the way that Rose talks to Steven about like what he is is a little weird and off-putting. And I don't know if that's, like, intentional on the part of the crew universe or not. But, like, talking about how, like, she's gonna be half of him and whenever he loves himself, that's her. Like, in what seems to be a material way is really...
1: I, I find it really off-putting and creepy. I think the approach that the crew was trying to come at this with this is because, like, you don't make a video for your kid if you're going to be there, you know? Yeah. This is the sort of video that you make for a kid when you have a terminal disease and you're not going to see them.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It just the, the phrasing.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's was- true. I mean, it's kind of technically true. Uh, she is literally part of him. Um though i i think this is i think this is her trying to reassure him or reassure him that uh, of her her love for him in the same way yeah. that like if you're cuz she knows that she's never that, you know it, it's kind of like trying to reassure your kid that you're never going to meet that you loved them very much you know mm-hmm. uh like i am going to you know very realistically like you know for as all the purposes of the story rose is dead. Yeah. Like rose died in childbirth as it were and she knew that she was going to. Is also the very key point of this. Um everybody knew what was going to happen to rose when this happened. Uh mm. we actually had oh I forgot I forgot about discord. Oh no. Um oh I'm going to oh, finish no. I'm going to finish this point and then I'm going to come back around to discord. Sorry discord. We've been on a roll. As you can tell, we're fucking on one today. Um, Much like
0: Steven, we're just having a
1: normal one. Just a normal one. Uh, but the... But yeah, I, I, I it, to me this feels like the videos you leave when you have a terminal disease, you know you're not going to see, like, live to see your child. Like, or live to see your child old enough that they form memories. You know what I mean? Uh Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the the language comes off kind of weird uh, because the universe has to speak with that language that they've already established in lore. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that might be where the friction is,
0: yeah, just because it comes across as more literal than it necessarily was meant to be.
1: yeah, yeah, I think I think that I think it's the friction of the lore uh like rubbing up against the thing they're trying the the kind of the metaphor they're working with here.
0: Yeah. No, uh, that's fair. Though
1: it does I mean honestly as you know cuz we both have future knowledge of what Rose Quartz or who Rose Quartz is, you know. Obviously mm-hmm. far more complicated character than the this depiction here, but I like how at this point in the show they are setting up Rose Quartz in your mind the same way Rose Quartz is in everybody's mind. Like all of the rest of the um, Crystal Gems in Greg, you know, mm. like they're they building this like this, this idea of this, this idealized version of this person. And as the series goes on and we learn more about her and learn that she's much more complicated, and much more flawed than this presentation of her. I think it's very interesting that they they set set her up uh set her up to make her more complicated in the same way that they did that with literally every character in this show so far. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to discord real quick. Uh, yeah. And talk. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm discord. Looking,
0: I'm well, I was going to suggest, do we want to go ahead and finish and then come circle back around to the discord questions? Cause we also had, um, some stuff from watermelon Steven too. So yeah. we we'll, might as well, Yeah, just, we'll just do it at
1: the end. Yeah. That, that's probably how we're going to do it from uh, now on, frankly, because this is, like, the third time we've done this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The, uh, Stephen touches Lars' stomach. He does the thing. Did you notice that?
0: No, I didn't.
1: Yeah. You know how he, like, he touches, the, like, the little thing that he misinterpreted, like, the Lars high five or whatever thing? Oh, where he just, like, gently
0: lars's titty yes
1: yeah he did yeah that. He... no
0: i didn't i didn't notice that oh yeah he
1: does that at the end of this episode they're leaving the break room oh cute yeah um can't wait to meet sadie's mom
0: we get to meet sadie's mom
1: yeah we do oh boy barb uh she's pretty cool okay <laughs> i like i like barb um all right. Do we have anything more about uh, Lion 3? I do not. Okay. Uh, let's move on to episode 36, uh, Warp Tour. Uh, this one was written by Raven Mollacy and Paul Velico. Velico? V I L E C O. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah. In the ballpark to me. Steven thinks that he sees something creepy traversing the warp streams and the gems try to uh ease his paranoia. That first mm. half, very true. That second half I don't know about.
0: One hundred percent not. Yeah. That like, is a uh, one of them demonstrably does not. This
1: is decidedly a 50-50 episode synopsis. Ooh. Um <laughs> uh, I honestly better hit rate than the last one though. Yeah. Uh, The gems are warping back home from a mission in the flower meadow. That's apparently the actual name of this episode, or this area that they're in. Uh, Pearl and Amethyst are exchanging compliments with each other. uh, When Steven emerges from the flowers, he's apparently very allergic to the flowers, and he's just having a fucking bad time. Um, While they are warping back to the temple, Steven sneezes really hard, and he um, gets pushed out of the warp tunnel. Uh, where he sees basically kind of like space, he sees the space that the warp tunnels travel through. Whatever kind of what is it called, Z space and fucking animorphs. Shout yeah, out I to think Danielle. It's Z space. Um. Uh, <laughs> um. And uh, while he's out there, he thinks that he sees something. He well, we see, we know that he sees. Uh, Like, some kind of, like, dark thing traveling through one of the warp tunnels. He tells the gems about this, but they're like, "Steven, that can't be true. Nothing on Earth can use these warp tunnels but us. Um, That night, Steven's still pretty paranoid about the thing that he saw in the warp tunnel uh, when he is startled by Amethyst, who is in the fridge, eating just the cheese dust from the macaroni. Just the cheese dust. Um Steven's like I can't sleep and Amethyst is like why is it are you scared of the like uh terrible warp monster is gonna come and fucking eat you and Steven's behind sheepishly from behind his blankets no uh, she's like okay well whatever <laughs> I'm going to bed have a fucking good night cause I'm not great at this shit um Steven, uh, still scared that something's going to come into the house and attack him, goes down and posts up next to the warp pad with a water gun, he's like, I'm not gonna sleep all night, and eventually he falls asleep, uh, in the morning, uh, Pearl wakes up Steven, uh, but he's startled and sprays her in the face, um garnet's like well uh she's like i'm sorry uh garnet's like uh i guess you're not getting cookies i don't know why she makes the decision he's not getting getting cookies um it doesn't matter because amethyst immediately eats all of the cookies that's what was going to happen no matter what frankly uh (laughs) whether steven got those cookies or not um he says that he didn't sleep all night uh Pearl tries to like kind of hammer into Steven like nothing can use the warps but us. And Garnet's like, listen, if Steven's uh feeling bad about it, let's just go and check all the warps. Um they sort of we we get like kind of a montage of all of the greatest hits of Steven universe so far. We go to the Sky Spire, we go to the Geode, uh, we go to the Flower Meadow. Um we don't go to the, the Strawberry Field, which is weird. Um, but finally, um, while they're at the uh, Sky Spire, uh, Steven, uh, em- or Pearl is like, listen, nothing can use th- the warps but us. And Steven's like, you're wrong. And Pearl gets kind of incensed. She's like, nothing on Earth can use these, Steven. And Steven's like, well, what if it came from space? And Pearl's like, fuck. Uh, that's probably true, but I don't like your tone. So they go to the galaxy warp where Pearl's kind of a fucking shithead this whole time. At this exact point, she starts being a real shithead. Um, Chastising Steven, showing him that the warp pad is broken, um, that it couldn't possibly be, uh, you know, couldn't be possibly working. Uh, And Steven's like, fine, okay, whatever. Yeah, the warp pad's broken. It can possibly be coming from off planet. Um, And then the gyms kind of start talking about Steven while Steven's there. Uh, Steven gets very upset about this. Uh, And he and Pearl get into like an argument, like a real fucking for real, real argument. Uh, Amethyst is like, holy shit, this has never happened before. Uh, Steven is yelling, uh, starts yelling at Pearl and Garnet steps in. He's like, she's or she's like, hey, cool down to him. Um, That night, uh, Steven is sitting at the house glaring at the uh glaring at the warp pad it says in this description that he's eating dry macaroni he is not eating dry macaroni like some kind of fucking sociopath uh he's eating macaroni and nothing that doesn't imply that it's dry synopsis writer um amethyst is like okay well uh whatever whenever you like get out of this funk like call me and Steven's finally is like what am i doing this is bullshit i'm just i'm i'm done with this i'm done with this i'm getting over this and then immediately a weird green orb crashes through the ceiling and Steven has a little bit of a mental breakdown <laughs> uh, i can't imagine why i know right um he starts uh kind of wrestling with this orb calling for amethyst um In the fight with the orb, they crack the warp pad, but the orb heals the warp pad, and Steven's like, huh, weird, and uh, it goes to warp away, and Steven jumps on it and warps away with it. Uh, While in warp, a whole bunch of other green orbs appear, uh, and they push Steven fully out of the warp tunnel, and he's in space uh, as he is um, dying slowly in space. Uh, he's He laments to himself that like he finally figured it out, but now he's going to die a sad, lonely, sad sack. Uh, uh, about that time, a warp tunnel appears behind him, and he's scooped up by Garnet into a warp tunnel. Uh, Garnet apologizes for not believing him. Uh, they head to the galaxy warp where all of the little uh, – little ro- their they're flask robinoids are their actual name, the little green balls. Um, they mm-hmm. heal the central warp. Uh, in somebody warps in it's Peridot. This is our first introduction to fucking Peridot. Um, they're trying to ascertain like what's Paradot's deal. Uh, Steven for a moment thinks that the, uh, the Robanoids are her babies and then <laughs> Peridot fucking just crushes one. Uh, Peridot is uh doing a log but then discovers the crying breakfast friends sticker uh she is afraid that the place has been compromised so she fucking uh scuttles all of her robonoids and then warps back um Pearl has a full fucking freak out as does Amethyst and also so does Garnet but Garnet just channels all of her feelings into violence um and she's like we're not going like they're not coming fucking back fuck this shit and she like crushes the um crushes the galaxy warp uh, everybody is very scared star wipe the end except it's a cut to
0: black isn't
1: it yeah i just say that at the end of every synopsis that's fair <laughs> it's my thing i don't yeah. know how to end a synopsis without it
0: my first note is Aw, Amethyst and Pearl getting along. I know,
1: that was my right, my, my initial one uh, as well. It's like, it's nice to see this ev- this evolution. Like, I like, time progresses in Steven Universe, and I know that's like a weird fucking thing to say, but like, it's interesting to see as, th- like, things and characters and people evolve.
0: I wonder how in danger Steven must have been.
1: Uh, Who knows? He probably just curled up on the ground, uh, <laughs> dying, yeah. Like me every fucking spring.
0: Yeah. I do, I do like seeing Stephen be just generally allergic to flowers. Like it's not like an earth shattering allergy that can be used against him in a deadly fashion necessarily. It's just something that's very mundane. But it's also nice to see this very mundane thing just kind of laying him low a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Like Stephen is. 'Cause I don't think we ever see Steven like sick. Mm-hmm. This actually becomes a plot point in Steven Universe future. But he does apparently have allergies, which is fair, you know, that's not the same yeah. thing. Uh but it's um Yeah, I like how that. <laughs> I did not know the name of the, the that the inside of your elbow until Pearl said it, frankly.
0: Yeah, and I don't remember it. It has left my mind, <laughs> yep. but yeah.
1: Yeah. Good job, Pearl, knowing that, but not the word elbow for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, the art. Holy shit, the art! <laughs> like the yes. like the fucking warp complex or whatever. It's so good. I took a screenshot of it. I might make it my computer's wallpaper.
0: Yeah, it's. I knew it yeah it's really good um Uh-oh. what I want to know is why did Garnet not believe Stephen when she has future vision
1: well I guess it's one of those like they kind of explain it at some point that like Garnet can see Garnet doesn't see the future she sees a series of possible futures Mm. like she sees time in all of its complexities laid out before her so she just kind of has to pick a stream to get into you know okay uh so that sort of explains away the uh
0: yeah so she just chose not to see the future in which steven was uh or she chose not to accept the the possible future where Stephen was uh, being truthful or was being correct.
1: Yeah, I don't think that they think that he's lying. I just don't think that they think that he's right.
0: Yeah, it. I don't know. Like, I feel like the way that they talk about, like, especially when Pearl was, like, trying to get him to say... That he believed her about there being nothing wrong and he didn't see
1: anything. <sighs> but, let's get to, let's get to that because that's what we're yeah, going to be talking we'll, about we'll, here. So let's let's blaze through the other couple of things also because I'm having internet issues and we just need to get there.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So uh, my next couple of notes are uh, Amethyst is a millennial icon when she was eating just the fucking macaroni cheese. I. I loved
0: her, (laughs) her just, like, big gremlin energy this episode. True.
1: She had, like, the biggest fucking big sibling vibes in this particular episode. Oh, yeah. It's, like, the complete opposite of the Sadie
0: sibling vibes.
1: Um, and I know it's, like, before Pearl starts getting real bad, but honestly, I found, like, the expression and how excited Pearl was that they had made him cookies and the, like, little tapping on his head, that was really fucking adorable, actually. It really was. Um...
0: Um, but yeah, I, I want to know why they don't believe him because, well, okay, the, the reason that they don't believe him is because they don't want to believe him because everybody has PTSD, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I feel deeply uncomfortable with the way that they doubt Steven And I feel deeply uncomfortable with the way that the show treats that because this is something where if a child is telling an adult something important and potentially dangerous, like seeing the ways in which like the adults just kind of like basically tell you you're wrong about this thing is just like it's it's upsetting to me on a personal level in a similar way to uh connie's mom was upsetting to me on a personal
1: level so i think in this sense it were we are butting against the like, the gyms don't want to believe him because if they do believe him, that means that Homeworld's coming back, and Pearl and Garnet can't deal with that. Um, yeah. So they're choosing not to believe him. Uh, and I think that's honestly what's kind of fueling part of, like, Pearl's kind of visceral reaction to this is, like, her own worry, her own, like, how scared she is of this idea that the Homeworld is coming back. Um Yeah. And it doesn't excuse the what Pearl does, but I think it gives context to it because, like, that's a real, like, I, for Pearl and for Garnet specifically, like, that's a real fucked up thing to like have to like all of a sudden be contending with all of, over again, you know? Yeah, like they lost especially literally given literally all of their friends.
0: Yeah, especially given like it's it's implied that while this happened a long time ago in human years, uh. In gem years, it's probably not been that long since everything shook out, so. Yeah.
1: And it's been, like, 10,000 years. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that means to gems, but also, you know, they seem to have, they process things in a very different way. Um, yeah. The, I think it's butting up against that, but I think it's also, this these are feelings and frustrations that, Kids will, in fact, I I think different from Connie's situation where I don't I feel like it was sort of tone deaf. I think they know what they're doing here this time around, and they're intentionally trying to, like, build that frustration because these are these are legitimate frustrations that their target audience is going to encounter of adults not believing them when they're, in fact, telling the truth. Um, yeah, not necessarily that they think, I don't think the gyms think that Steven's lying. They just think that he's wrong. And and that is, a. you know, adults do that to kids, plain and simple. Yeah. Um, and kids are going to experience that. And I think what the show is trying to tell them at this point is like, even if they're not believing you stick to your guns, don't acquiesce. Like you are right. If you are right, you are right. Like, um,
0: I don't know. I guess there's just the part of me that would love to live in the fantasy world where if a kid tells an adult something important and possibly life-threatening, the adult believes them. That's true.
1: Uh, I, 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 th- I think that also the showrunners would probably also want to live in that world, but they're trying to, like, you know if you're making a show for kids, you have a responsibility to sort of, like, lessen them up a bit, you know? Yeah. Like, you got to kind of show them... If you're going to use this show as a teaching tool, you also need to, you know, teaching them about, like, de-escalation and, like, uh, like a non-violent, like, approach to the world is cool, but also you've got to teach them some life lessons, too. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that's what's going on here, because this feels like a natural progression of, like, an actual arguments and frustrations that a child would have with their parents, especially once the argument with Pearl starts happening. Um, yeah, because it feels that feels like the most the most paternal like that is the most like paternal like realistic paternal conflict I think we've seen in the show. Um, because like with Pearl, hmm? yeah, yeah, with Pearl, with Pearl yeah, 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 with Pearl, um, uh because like. Pearl is in the wrong. The show at no point in time is ever like, oh, Pearl is right, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, And I do like that, again, they take the time that the the gems do apologize. Well, Garnet apologizes to him. I assume the other gems apologize to him as well. They just kind of like, we have, you know, we've got X amount of runtime. We've got an important thing to get to at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. Ultimately, uh, it would have been a little more impactful if Pearl had been the one to apologize. But yeah, I mean, it is good that, at least garnet as the leader is like yeah i should have taken you seriously right um
1: and i think but i think that's where it's coming from i think this is like the per- like they're trying to show sort of the perfect storm of like the jim's fear and their lack of being able to cope with that fear uh mm-hmm. and like steven like knowing in his heart that he's right about a thing and not wanting to let it go. Also, this growing, like, sense of... Because, like, the argument doesn't happen... To, it isn't really because, like, they don't believe him. It's because they, they think they know what's best for Steven, and Steven is bucking against that. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting turn for that argument. Not that, oh, you guys never believe me. It's like, stop talking about me like I'm not here, you know? Yeah. Um, And that's a really... I find that very, like, very interesting, especially like this is a maturation of Steven. He's not the like the the fun little kid from the beginning of the series. He's definitely like he is growing and maturing as the series is going yes. along.
0: Yes, 100 percent.
1: Um, Are we want to move on to the next bullet point?
0: Um, well, I mean, basically, most of my per- bullet points until Paradox gets here are about, like, what the fuck, listen to Steven, poor Steven,
1: yeah.
0: what the fuck, Pearl.
1: Um, my, mine was, my next note after, basically, like, my kind of, like, bullet points for that, that sort of point that I made, is uh, Macaroni and Nothing is a good band name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, they are like, I, I applaud them for for like heavily implying that a Steven will die. And he says the word die. Mm-hmm. So show got dark real quick. Yeah. In a fucking hurry. They're like, well, Stephen will die. This is also not the only time we have. Our, we are afraid Stephen will die in space.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. OK.
1: It's actually worse next time. So get ready for that.
0: Well, this is this is our second time that we're afraid Steven will die in space. He's not been to. Disp-
1: oh, right, right. No, I'll die alone in space. Let me uh, caveat oh, that. Oh, okay. Die. Like, okay. Um, the I so how do you feel about Peridot showing up?
0: Um, I am very interested in Peridot. I know that like she's a gremlin, uh and uh, a different gremlin than Amethyst.
1: Weird that she, like, I love the, the introduction, how Peridot begins and how Peridot ends are so radically different from one another. Yeah. Um, because you've probably seen images of, Para, like, late-game Paradot.
0: Yes, yes, I and have. And she shows
1: up legitimately pretty scary.
0: <laughs> yes. Um. I really enjoyed the touch of, like, her crushing the, uh, the little robo-dude. It, <laughs> it seems
1: like all of their babies
0: crush. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, Greg did crush one of Stephen's babies. So, you know, it's fine. This is perfectly <laughs> this is normal what you do human to babies. behavior, right? Yeah, I actually this is wrote in my notes babies. exactly
1: like babies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, And then my final note is something that we already touched on. So it's not a big deal. What was it so?
1: Oh, boy, PTSD central up in here. It's true. I like that, like, Pearl just immediately has, like, a breakdown. Like, oh, Homeworld. Well, oh, I mean, Pearl and Garnet are both having breakdowns. They just process their, yeah. bo- their breakdown Pearl- differently.
0: Pearl is having an, a legitimate panic yeah. attack. I mean, also,
1: Amethyst is, too, because it's complete unknown. But, like, it's something she's only ever heard about, how fucking horrible this thing is, you know? Yeah. Um. Guard it uh getting the big fist she's over 10 like she gained what 10 points of power with that punch yeah, yeah so
0: well is it 10 points or is it 20 because she did it double-handed
1: oh it's true it's true um so yeah homeworld's coming the we are beginning the beginning the trek the trek towards the season finale nice um Alright, let's We've do- only
0: got what twenty more episodes? Yeah.
1: Um that's actually only six more ep- like that's only six slash seven more episodes for us. So that's not that many, oh, really, if you think about it. No. Um, um Discord. Discord. Okay, so um. So we'll asked about watermelon Steven. Uh, what does it mean for Stephen that he created an entire pseudo army of sentient people how childish or appropriate was his final treatment of the watermelon Stevens um we will find out I will say right now uh, we will find out what it means that Stephen created this sort of race of people on the earth um put a pin yeah. in that we'll come back to it next season I believe ninety percent sure it's next season we're we're gonna come back to it Um,
0: I feel like the reaction was as appropriate a reaction as they could put in a show aimed at its target demographic without, like, actually coming to terms with what just happened. Right, right.
1: Like, this is a show that is not going to devote an episode to the ethics... (laughs) of creating life you know that's not really what this show is about but they're going to use that they're going to use that as like a a tool to tell a bigger story which is what steven universe uses its setting to do period it's not Mm -hmm. a show about sci-fi stuff it's just a show with sci-fi elements that's about you know these big emotional things yeah. Um, how childish or appropriate or appropriate is Steven's final treatment of the watermelons? Actually, don't like for Stephen in context, I feel like it's very mature. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: th- this is also like we said, kind of core to Stephen, like Stephen. Fundamentally, we have seen him over and over again. Stephen does not think violence is the answer to a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean in this Steven tries to to get every talk everybody down Steven wasn't gonna make that move Water Baby Melon made a sacrifice play <laughs> uh pour one out again sorry I'm sad about Baby Melon all over again it's Baby Melon is sad it's very sad um but I think Steven reacted intra- like Steve. like I honestly I think the comment at the end like Steven like I'm not kink like that's I get, that also sets up Steven Steven doesn't want... Steven wants what's best for the people around him. He doesn't want to, like, be over those people. You know? Steven doesn't want to be yeah. the leader of the team, but he is the leader of the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh. Oh, uh, Shannon here. Watermelon Steam is pretty fucked up. TBH. Uh, does this episode show how the gyms are in general feel about their powers so far it doesn't seem that they have much thought or compassion about other life forms is steven serving as a bridge to form that compassion was that rose's plan do you think um
0: yeah i think we touched on some of that with it and as far as like how the gems feel about their powers but um I definitely do feel like Steven is serving as a bridge to form that compassion because we demonstrably see the gems doing things like, you know, having picnics with members of the community that they wouldn't have done so previously if it weren't for Steven. They agree to go meet uh, Connie's parents because of Steven. And I don't know if they're at all in a position right now where they would choose to do things for the community of their own accord. But I can see them potentially setting up for that.
1: Yeah, I think eventually we're going to we get there. I don't think it's Rose's plan, though. I think Rose legitimately just wanted to kind of, like, just bring... We're going to find out, especially with, like, further about, like, Rose's motivations and the way she feels about Earth. I don't think she... I don't think she intended for Steven to have a grand destiny, but unfortunately one was, he ended up with one, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's her kind of her fault that he did end up with one, but I don't, I don't feel like it was her intention. Uh, but you will know, we'll reexamine that as we go along. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Shannon asked if Rose, uh, told, told Greg, uh, that she would cease to be I everybody knew that Rose would uh because we also we're gonna see later like a little bit of a flashback Pearl was very upset about like we see a moment like right after Rose sort of tells Pearl that she's not going to like you know she will cease to be like and Pearl's very upset about it so Mm -hmm. um also
0: now is this something that they knew and I mean do we find out if this is something that Rose knew before getting pregnant, or is this something that she discovered after she and Greg already decided to have a baby?
1: I don't remember, but I think she knew before getting pregnant.
0: Okay. Cause we that, never go uh, into the logistics into... of it
1: to be perfectly honest.
0: Okay. Yeah. The, the reason I ask is because of uh, Shannon's other thing, which uh, has a content warning for a uh, suicide mm-hmm. about, uh, whether, um, or sorry, let me, um, you know, because of the fact that Rose chose to die and the trauma that inflicted on her loved ones is pretty astonishing, yet kind of soft peddled because it's a kids show. Do you think that casts her video to Steven in a different light? Um, and I mean, like, if she did know before that she got pregnant yeah it's kind of fucked up all around um if she didn't know then i think that you could easily still go with the same reading as like a terminally
1: ill pa- a terminally ill patient
0: kind of thing but yeah I, to be
1: perfectly honest i don't know and i don't think that we ever get into it in the show like if she knew before she got pregnant or not mhm um I don't know. She was very gung-ho about having Steven, though. Like, she was very dead set on having Steven, so. Okay. Um, Elijah says, uh, Warped Tour to me is one of the saddest episodes, what with the gyms just straight up not believing Steven and seeing uh, what that does to him. Less a question about the episode more of y'all. Uh, what's th- uh, But what's the saddest episode in your opinion? Oh, I thought this said scariest episode when I read it the first time um saddest episode oh i thought it said scary i was like cat fingers <laughs> Just, it's always cat it's gonna always be cat fingers
0: not not fribo
1: no, i hate cat fingers way more because it's body horror okay um uh also um, it reminds me of like like it reminds me viscerally of the end of fucking um uh, akira so because mm-hmm. obviously that's what they're doing Um, but yeah, what's your saddest episode? I think so far, honestly, I would say like Lion.
0: Monster Buddies for me. Either Monster Buddies or Island Adventure.
1: Honestly, I kind of think I like the quiet set, like the kind of quiet, deep sadness that's going on inside of Lion 3. Like Mm -hmm. this, like Steven, um. Uh, so Stephen has this sort of like the the Stephen trying to process this loss that he never even lost. actually, no, rewind. uh it's uh the roses the ep, what's the title of the episode where amethyst gets a crack indirect kiss mm-hmm. where Steven laments like not even not even knowing how to be like sad that he doesn't even get to be sad in the same way everybody mm-hmm. else is sad. Uh, yeah. We have more, th- we should rank our, our saddest episodes at the end of every season.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So is this like saddest, like objectively or like made you feel the saddest? I'm going to say made because you feel like, the saddest. Because like saddest.
1: Because like. Yeah.
0: Saddest objectively. Yes. Lion three, but made me feel the saddest. Definitely monster buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because of who I am as a person,
1: sure. I can't wait for Centipedal to come back. Cinepedal comes back, yeah, multiple times. Everybody comes, we <gasps> nothing. Guard, like uh, I almost called you guarded. I don't know why. I'll just we're gonna come back to a lot of shit. Like <laughs> they still keep, they were gonna keep they're gonna keep that scar on Sadie's character model for the rest of the show. Okay, <laughs> that's the kind of show we're working with. So, yeah, they don't, like, we don't leave plot threads hanging. Hell, they mm. casually mention gems that we're going to meet, like, five years from now. Uh, so, it's going to be pretty okay. cool. Okay. Um, all right, do we have anything else? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and take it to the close. When you're listening to this episode uh, this weekend on our Twitch uh, Standing Stones prod uh, on Twitch, I'll actually I'll try and get a link on, in the episode description for this episode for it. We're going to be raising money for a fight fair. Um, it's a um, fair, fair fight. fight. Sorry, I always get it backwards. I'm sorry. Um, fair Fight uh, is an, a direct action organization in. Um, are they a direct action organization?
0: um they're a grassroots organization Mm -hmm. um that does a lot of different things they were founded in georgia by stacy abrams the person who should have been georgia's governor Mm -hmm. um and it promotes a lot of things like helping people register to vote helping get voters to physical polling locations working to fight uh laws that disenfranchise voters working to fight actions that disenfranchise they voters. Do a, they do a lot of work uh, against
1: voter suppression in its many forms yes um and yes. as you might be aware uh there is a uh fucking runoff election in georgia and i don't like obviously we're like the people who i mean if you listen to the last episode you know who the people august and i are deep down um but like I don't try and get like real hardcore about uh, politics on here because that's not really the show. But like, yes, we voted uh, an, a an awful fascistic piece of garbage out of the out of the White House. And normally, I would not put much faith in electoral politics. I have as much gripes about the Democratic Party. Okay, I have honestly I have different gripes about the Democratic Party by comparison to the, to the Republican Party. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I would rather. Like, I would rather drink that poison and survive. Uh, And if we don't flip the Senate, uh, we will not be able to even begin to apply pressure to the Democratic Party to make a material change without them being able to make any kind of changes. We cannot pressure them to do fuck or all. And it is imperative that the Senate gets flipped for anything to happen in the next two two to four years. Uh, we have a lot of fucking damage to repair, and not just from Donald Trump, uh, but from years and years and years uh, of of you know the U.S. government in general, uh, and we cannot even remotely begin to do that without flipping the Senate, and now is the best time to be able to do that. If we can do that, I feel like we can apply actual legitimate political pressure. People have been geared and shown what direct action can do. That direct action can get the goods, and if we apply that same pressure to the Democrats who have a much weaker fucking spine, frankly, (laughs) (laughs) Um, we we can actually maybe get something done in this country. So please come join our stream. Uh, we're going to play some great games. We've got some great guests. We've got Jeff Stormer, uh, Katie from off the table. If you've seen our other shows, we've our other live streams. We've got Brandon, we've got Riley, or not breath Riley Hopkins (laughs) at rev, ride red, rev, like Reverend Rye, like, and uh, (laughs) I was just going to keep going. um, Oh my god! And then we also have Cam from Old Gods of Appalachia, the ninth most popular uh fiction podcast on fucking uh, Spotify, which is wild that we actually have a real, like, like real pseudo celebrity. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, join us, donate, do what you can. This election is very important. I feel like it's not getting the hype that it needs to because it's in the south and people have written off the south for a long fucking time but god damn it georgia won this fucking election for you motherfuckers so show the fuck up for it um
0: yeah if nothing else you'll get to you know if we we flip
1: the senate we'll get to put mitch mcconnell out of a job and that's pretty yeah, cool Fuck that old turtle man fuck him into the ground get the watermelons to bury mitch mcconnell <laughs>
0: Yeah, But no flowers.
1: He doesn't fucking deserve them.
0: <laughs> Correct.
1: Um, so yeah, hit us up. Uh, so th- the link will be in the description below for that. Uh, also look at the Twitter. It's at uh, stones underscore standing uh, for the podcasting guild. Um, check out, you know, the room where it happened. At this point, you know what our other fucking shows are. <laughs> I feel like
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: find me on Twitter. I'm at room where August. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Harpy Dora. Um, listen to Equestria Gaze. Do it. Um, they <laughs> do a good job of it. Yeah. Also, listen to Escafil Files. Uh, I... Yeah. Da, I, don't tell Danielle. Danielle, stop listening. I'm not listening to Escafil <laughs> Files, not because I don't want to listen to our friend's show, but because I am willfully divorced, trying to divorce myself from knowledge of Animorphs, so it, it doesn't affect same. me. And I feel bad because I really want to listen to the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, same. I... I want to continue to go into this blind. Yeah, I feel like it's
1: the best way from a creative standpoint because we have enough people with knowledge of Animorphs and enough people without knowledge that I feel like we won't get lured into trying to recreate canon
0: or metagaming. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, the only meta knowledge like, I, I have all... is derived ex- explicitly from weird Google image searches I've done. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh,. Next week, we are going to be uh, watching episodes 37, 38, and 39 alone together. Stevani is finally here, y'all. Um, the Test, which actually might uh, replace your saddest episode, frankly. The Test is a fucking tearjerker. Uh, and then Future Vision, where we actually get to learn about Garnet's future vision in canon. The thing that we've been talking about. That is, imp- I feel like it's heavily implied in canon that Garnet can see the future. Yeah. Um, So, uh, until next time, is it my turn this time? I think it's your turn this time. Until next time, be like Cookie Cat and leave your family behind. Peace. Peace.